Hello everyone and welcome to episode 18 of Added Time, a Games and Grouch Studio podcast with me, your host, Steve Watkins. And this week I'm joined by my very good friend, Leeds United fan, please don't hold that against him, Mr. Sam Cole. Sam, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Good, good. No, no problem, no problem. It's uh, long overdue. Uh, How are things in sunny Scotland? Not very sunny. No. Um, no. The opposite. Kind of like monsoon conditions, really. Um, <laughs> it's not, it's not much different down here, mate. It's uh, it's pretty bad. <laughs> it's just yeah, dark, horrible, and doesn't feel like we're heading into a World Cup, does it? No, it's bizarre to be honest. It's, it's yeah, it, I can't. I've seen people go. I'm finally in the mood. I'm, I'm really getting I'm getting excited for it. And I just can't get there at the minute. I don't know why, but just can't. I feel exactly the same. Uh, I'm usually now, what we, at, at the time of recording, we're, what, three days away from the opening ceremony. Yeah. Usually by now, I've had three lines on repeat. Um, <laughs> <laughs> world in motion has been blasting out. I just not, I just, I don't know, I can't, I'm struggling to get excited. I'm, I've said it a few times, but I'm pretty sure come Monday, uh, one o'clock, when I'll obviously be very busy working, uh, that I'll be, I'll be looking forward to the game. Uh, but we'll we'll talk about the World Cup in a bit. Um, I think we'll go through uh, we'll go through the Premier League scores. We'll probably just touch on maybe how our teams performed at the weekend. Performed at the weekend, should I say? And um, I want to get your views on how Leeds are doing so far this season, and your your thoughts on uh, your manager as well. So I know you have some strong opinions about that. So. Um, Premier League fixtures uh, just gone. Um, so Tottenham four, Leeds three. Now I said jokingly last week, well, I was kind of semi-joking. When I did my predictions last week, I looked at this fixture and I just I, and I said, this could be 4-4. Four, four. And I was nearly right. Yeah. Um, so it, eventually, obviously, Spurs did win 4-3. Um Talk me through it, Sam. What what happened, and what what could, what could have gone? Kind of, kind of the story of our season, I think. To be honest with you, um, yeah. I mean, Kane's goal, the first goal. How they've not looked at that with VAR, I don't actually know. I mean, agree. It's it's ridiculous. Meslier is coming out to make a punch, and he ends up in the back of his own goal, <laughs> but yeah. pushed into it by by uh, Ben Tanker. How on earth? Is that not looked at by VAR? How is that not clear and obvious? What needs yeah. to be clear and obvious to get them to look at it? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, wouldn't have changed much about the game. I still think we're poor defensively. Um, that that's, tends to be the theme of what's costing us. We seem to be scoring goals quite freely. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the link, the link that we missed between midfield and attack last season and that bit of service, I think we found it in Aronson. But the problem is, is that we, we, just, got, we just seem to be headless chickens at the back. Um, Mm. Marsh tried to change it when we were ahead and and go five four one, brought Ailing on, and we we actually looked worse in a five four one, and that's when Spurs hurt us. I thought um, mm. it's just the way it worked out. I mean, we went five four one when we beat Liverpool, and it worked out okay. So maybe he's trying to he's, he's running with the same kind of tactics. I'm not sure, but it just didn't work this week. No, and like you say, you know that they Leeds are scoring goals and. You know, Somerville is is a is a sensation this season. Um, 
You know, he's he seemed to have come from nowhere. I'm not sure. I mean, you'll have to tell me a bit more of it. Is it is he come from your youth team? Is it someone that you bought? Yeah, so we got him about, I think it was about 2020, we got him from Feyenoord for about a million and a half. Um, wow. Picked him up from there. He's in Holland's under-21s. He's kind of, I think he's been talked about for the senior squad, but obviously, you know, he's not been playing a great deal of first-team football, but now he's broken into the Leeds team. Um, I think he could well be getting into the Holland squad in the future because he's, he, he's, he reminds me, he's, he's kind of similar to Raheem Sterling, low centre of gravity, good on mm. the ball, very, very yeah. quick for defenders and tricky in the area. I mean, you saw it against, um, you saw it against Bournemouth within the, the first minute. He won a penalty just from just from his first touch and his his speed, his acceleration. So, um, yeah, yeah, he's a, he's a hell of a find. We've got a few of those though. Um, there were a few of those kind of players that we've we kind of bought over the last sort of three or four years, or we've acquired, shall shall I say? Yeah, I mean, I I, I tweeted last week that you know if you want to go and if you want to see goals, watch a Leeds game. Yeah, <laughs> you know it's been. It's been absolutely crazy this year, uh, this this season. Um, yeah, I mean, you had the four three. Then, I mean, did uh, you beat? Um, beat obviously, you beat Liverpool. You beat Bournemouth four three after being three one mm-hmm. down, and that's when I think yeah. we both said we messaged each other and went, "That's got to be that's got to be Jesse Marsh done, isn't it?" And then, well, I thought three <laughs> one. end up winning. The three one. Yeah. I was I was absolutely livid. Um, yeah. Just yeah, properly livid. I just thought this is an absolute, especially when you go one nil up as well. You think. Most teams, when you you get that first goal, it's a foothold in the game, and you kind of you can command the game from there. But we just yeah. again at the back were atrocious, making poor decisions and poor clearances, and, and just you know just really stupid stuff trying to play out from the back in in dangerous areas, really, and losing the ball in silly areas as well. Um, so yeah, but we've been caught a few times like that this season. But in terms of defenders, we're just yet to kind of bring anybody in that I'm I'm really kind of enamoured by. They just they all look like headless chickens. Um, I mean, what, th- three seasons or, you know, two and a bit seasons in the Premier League. And yeah. we the best defenders we've got were the ones we had in the Championship. Yeah. Uh, and, I mean, we, Leicester played Leeds, obviously, a few weeks back. Um, yeah. And I was there. And, and when I when I saw that, I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't overly confident, but I never am when I watch Leicester. So you just, just you don't know which Leicester team's going to turn up. Um, and but when I saw the back four, it gave me a bit of confidence. Oh, yeah. um, I mean, and, and, why? And, you know, why the right the right back? I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I mean, yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I hate to slate players because obviously they're far better than than we ever were or will be. Yeah. <laughs> um, but. Yeah, you see, I, I saw Lorente and I thought, We've got he's a just dead. He's a headless chicken, mate. Oh, he's a Stru- uh, Stru- is that how you pronounce it? He, he was he's... Strout. Strout was injured. Strout, he yeah. yeah, he was. He was. And I actually, I don't, I, I think he's all right. I think he's, he's, he's a good player. He got him from I think Ajax, he needs, he? Yeah, he's a, you know, they need the right kind of person to play alongside him. Um, and we're still, we're still kind of relying on Liam Cooper, which is probably not the best way to go, I don't think. I th- uh, yeah, and I think I'd kind of the way when I have watched Leeds this season. I mean, one, it, one, it's it's chaotic. It's it's just mental. It's mental yeah. football. Um, it's it's entertaining for for the wrong reasons, I guess, as well. It is. Um, yeah. But but then, you know, I, I I kind of look at it and I think you know I've I admire that 
you know, even under Bielsa and and then under under Marsh now that there's this style of football that wants to be played. But I just don't think, I don't think you've got the right players to play that type of football. This is it. With, there's not been a, I think it was kind of Bielsa's downfall really this I mean yeah massively he's a brilliant brilliant coach We're, no no debate the guy's a world class coach but the problem is is the, per, the it's a problem of personnel um, we mm. seem to find players in midfield and in attacking areas that are great players the scouting in that area obviously works quite well but we've just not picked any defenders out that are any good Fearpo's no. dreadful Christensen's patchy Lorente mm. is terrible um, Cox's been very injury prone. Very injury yeah. prone. Yeah. Um, he's been. He's probably been our best defender this season. I would say. Um, so yeah, it's just just been um, yeah a litany of errors really in terms of recruitment. I think. Yeah, yeah, and and I mean, you've always said to me that obviously Bielsa liked this idea of having. He liked having a small squad. You know, two players yeah. in each position. That sort of that type of manager, but. I don't, you can't do it, I don't think, in no, this in I this, in this day. And I think with the, the style of football as well, you know, unless you've got a team of Ibrahimovic's or Ronaldo's, you're going to get injuries because yeah, no. that, that intense football can't be done even over 38 games, even if you chuck yourself out the cups early. Exactly. It's, it's, it's a lot to ask. Well, you think you've got all those games and you put in, you know, the majority of that work's done on the training ground. Um, I yeah. mean, two, two, three sessions a day he was doing in, at peak times in the Premier League. And he's going to Mur- catch up with you, isn't it? Exactly, on a Wednesday, murderable Wednesday. But yeah, he's going to catch up with you, unfortunately. Yeah, it will. And, and so obviously Bielsa went at the back end of last season. Marsh came in, yeah. you stayed you stayed up. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, what's what's your assessment of him as as a coach, as a as a how he sort of presents himself because not presents himself because obviously he's it, well we all know he's American he's very American and yeah. you know it is there are times when he says things and it's kind of really soundbite worthy because he might say soccer or he might instead of calling yeah. it the pitch he calls it the field or the locker room and stuff it's like that. Of- and, and and it's a little bit kind of. I mean, I've never watched it, but you know, you, people say like Ted Lasso and all of that sort of stuff. I mean, yeah. what's it from from a, a Leeds fan's point of view? What is it? What's it like, sort of listening to him and thinking he's our manager? I do cringe at times. I have to admit. So he he does have this tendency to kind of throw all these cliches out. Um, and I know some of the Leeds fan base on Twitter they tend to. Um, the kind of before the press conferences, like so, the one pm press conference at Thorpe Arch at quarter to one, there'll be people dropping messages saying, you know, what's the betting? He says, you know, we've got to give our all, we've got to fight for, we've got to fight for, fight to win, fight for the three points because it, it, it is kind of that kind of cliche. But Jesse Marsh bingo, say, yeah, kind of. <laughs> I can I can see what he's trying to do, but again, I think he's going to struggle with the players that we've got. I don't think. Mm. In attacking areas, we're okay. We're just absolutely dreadful in transition. We're dreadful because we haven't got the right defenders. They're not. Mo- they're not yeah. mobile enough. Um, I mean, Cooper's okay if you sit deep, um, like we could do in the Championship. Almost, he'd be fine in that yeah. kind of standard. But in the Premier League, he's going to get found out. Unfortunately, um, it's, it's shown quite a lot. He did okay the first season, room, but I think he's he's kind of got to the point where he's a bit out of his depth. I mean, I love the guy. He's been a great servant to the club, but. 
you, it comes a time where you just kind of you've got to go we've, we've got to move forward here because if we don't we're going to be in trouble and yeah. if you look at the league table i was looking at it today so last mm. season and this season the only difference is we've played one less game and we we've conceded three less goals and that's it we're in exactly the same place in the same points as we were last season yeah um, so yeah. so I mean, I mean that does that, that does sort of, and especially because you had to win on the last day last season to stay up. Um, exactly. Yeah. So that obviously that that raises or you know alarm bells are ringing, aren't they? Really, when you think when you yeah. do that comparison to last season, I saw that table as well, and like just looking at looking at sort of where Leicester were this time last season after the same amount of games, and um, actually we're only five points worse off, which is mm. unreal considering the first seven so games. It's about. It's about spells, isn't it? And and your form. And the thing is, Leicester have just come out of a really difficult spell, but they've kind of they've kind of put some results together and got themselves out of a difficult situation. And if they can keep doing that, and you know, you keep picking points up where they shouldn't every now and again, they'll be they'll be fine. Because the thing is, there's no debate yeah. that they've got the quality. It's just that for some reason at the start of the season, they were, the team just seemed a bit unsettled, and Rogers didn't massively seem to know his best team. No, um, no, that you you're right, and and we were desperate for a centre back, and it took until the last day of the window to to get one. Yeah, um, exactly. obviously we lost for losing for Farna was massive, but um, just going back to going back to Leeds, do you think that there are, do you think there are three worse teams in the league currently than than Leeds? Yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. Um, yeah. From, I'd, from what I'd agree, what I'd agree I've with watched that. this. Yeah, what I've watched this season, I don't think we've got a great deal to fear. I mean, I'm watching when we when we turned it around against Bournemouth, I thought they're in real trouble. Um, yeah, even even if they do bring Bielsa in, he's got a hell of a job on his hands. Um, if he's if, the, if that's what they're saying, this new American owner is going to bring him in. He's going to have five weeks to to implement his methods with his squad. I, I just I don't see he's a great coach again, but I just don't see how he's yeah. going to do the job. Um, but. Yeah, I think I definitely think there's three worst teams, but it's whether it's whether we can kind of stem the flow of goals defensively because we are we are it's like I've seen quite a few famous pundits and, and journos and people like that say we are going to hemorrhage goals. Um, mm. We're, we're going to cause some shocks. We'll beat Liverpool and we'll beat Chelsea, but then <laughs> yeah, exactly. We'll go to Brentford and get battered. Mm. So it's just how how you know you have to you have to kind of roll with the punches unfortunately that's what makes it a really frustrating way of playing yeah and 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 i look at that sort of bottom six or seven teams and i include leicester in that and i it's a couple of results either way i mean it's like you know a couple of good results for leeds and you all of a sudden you're touching the top half a couple of bad results for leicester and they're back in the bottom three and it, and and yeah. i just think that bottom six or seven it's just going to be. It's just going to keep changing all season. I do. I, I agree. I think. I think that there are three worst teams. Um, I mean, I, I look at sort of the bottom three at the minute, which I believe is is it Wolves, Southampton, Forest. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Something like that, isn't it? Um, yeah, Wolves are bottom. Southampton, then Forest. Forest are eighteenth. But then you look at you look at Wolves and you look at Southampton, and they have just brought in new managers. So you and don't the know whether is, there's going to be that new manager bounce or anything like that. Is it? Le Petigui is a great manager as well. He that's is. A real, that's a massive coup for Wolves, that is. It um, is. It's huge, yeah. There's kind of, there was a part of me that went, how come they've been able to get Le Petigui? It's like, damn, if we'd only sacked Marsh a few weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, the problem is yeah. you haven't got George Mendes, or you might have George Mendes in your pocket. Well, um, that's, that's trying try to do you some Absolutely. deals. That's the, that's the thing. Um, so yeah, and I, I mean, I don't know with Southampton. I think they've taken a they've taken a bit of a. It's a risk, isn't it? Really, with getting Nathan Jones. Done a great job at Luton. Went to Stoke. Didn't do anything. Went back to nice. Luton's. Done great again. He's going to have, one, have a crack at the Premier those, League. It's one of those ones where he's a manager that's going to need time. And to be honest, yeah. has he got has he got time? Well, no, yeah, because I mean, I mean, you you could. I've I've spoke to some people have said to me like that appointment just is almost like an uh, admission that they're going to go down. Yeah, and that well, he's to be good, honest with you, good manager to have the championship. I can't believe that Hassan Huttle survived after last season, after their second half of last season. I thought he should have gone. I thought he would have, to be honest. But I can't. I can't believe he survived two nine nil losses. I know. Do you know what I mean? I mean, I'm not comparing it to obviously with this, like with Scott Parker when when Bournemouth got battered nine nil. That was completely different. He'd fell out with the owners and he'd been slating yeah. them, and you know I think they could have won that game and he'd have probably got the sack. But Asenhu yeah. was. He got, like I, I said last week he got more lives than a cat. He's he's honestly he's how he's how he managed to keep the job that long. Yeah, is, I think is, I think um, you're right. It's uh, I mean it's it's loyal for one. Um, and and sometimes, so sometimes maybe sticking it out with a manager, you don't know it might be a good thing. I mean, I, I was I was calling for Rogers to go <laughs> three or four weeks ago. Absolutely, you know. And there there was banners, there was banners at the stadium. There was talk of a a plane being flown over as well to say get him gone. Mm-hmm. Now I, he's he's kind of see, not, I, no I, one's I, talking about it. I am very concerned about our next three fixtures when we come after the break for the World Cup. I think I think Marsh could go. I'm, I'm, I think it could very, be very realistic. I think we've got Man City, we've got yeah. Newcastle, and we've got West Ham. Um, yeah, I, think I mean, Man City, Man City will rip us apart. I think Newcastle will probably rip us apart, and I think West Ham will probably do a pretty good job on us as well. Um, that's probably the only game where I think will we get a point. You never know, um, but. I think the West Ham one is at Ellen Road, and I think if we lose the two previous games, I think he'll really be up against it. I think they'll really need to deliver, and if they don't, I think he'll be gone. So that's early January. So, yeah, and and I think as well, you know, owners or chairman or whatever you want to call them might be looking at it and thinking, well, you know, fourth of January, if we third of January, whatever it is, we sack the manager. We've got a month then of the window to to. Yeah. Bring potential players in. This is it. Somebody new can come in with new ideas and bring their own kind of players with them, kind of thing. So it might yeah. it might be something that we need to do. I don't know. But at the same time, I do have a fear, like I had a few weeks ago, is if we sack him, who do we bring in? And then every, yeah, and that, that was going to be my in. next question. Really, was was you know if 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 Jesse Marsh isn't the, isn't the man for the job right now, and if he gets sacked yeah. at any point during the the remainder of the season, who who is the man to come in? In your this is it. I suppose it's finding somebody that's that's willing to do the job and is available. I suppose, isn't it? It sounds an awful thing to say, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know who we go for. That's the problem. Um, it's almost like we're sticking with him because it's it's all we've got at the minute. Yeah, yeah, and again, similarities to where where Leicester were. There was a, a lot of Leicester fans saying, "Well, you can get rid of Rogers, but who's out there that is mm. better that Leicester could get?" You know, it's it's absolute. It was absolute dreamland to think that we could get Poch or or 
or Tuchel. They were never going to get them. So your next best option is then Sean Dyche, and you actually look at it, and on the on face value, on face value, Brendan Rodgers is, in my opinion, a far better coach than him. So yeah, I'll, you I'll know, maybe 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 the owners sticking with it and keeping the faith with him as as hopefully that will pay I off. Think, but, I think if Jesse Marsh came back after the World Cup and just stopped wearing the skinny jeans, I think that might help as well. <laughs> It's like he's he's fifty years old and he's like running up and down the touchline in the technical area with like skinny jeans. It's like uh, it's not it's not a good look, really. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you need you need Sean Dodge, uh, short sleeve, white shirt, tie. That's yeah. that's, that's all you need. Out in yeah, yeah. I, I don't even know what to say to that. That's not a really brand of <laughs> football I'd like to see us playing, to be honest. No, but I I, I do you know with. With Dyche, I do. There is obviously this perception that he plays, you know, he's he's a four four two long ball manager. I don't. I think that's a little bit harsh, maybe. But um, but the reality is, if he was to come into a side that is struggling and down at the bottom, he would have to go back to basics, uh, yeah. wouldn't he? Um, yeah. So I mean, look, Marsh is that he, he's had he's had um, arguably two of your your best players taken off him. In, in Phillips and Rafinha as well. Yeah, uh, I mean... They're hard to replace, I mean, you know, so... I do feel for him as well, in a way, that's the yeah. thing, because the thing, the thing is, he wasn't meant to get the job until the start of this season. He kind of came in, in in February, off the cuff, because he was available, and yeah. had, to, had to do a job to keep us up. And he did that, and I don't begrudge him that, because he did. I thought he did well. But at the same time, I thought he was quite fortunate that it coincided with all our better players coming back from injury. Yeah, and it, there, was, there was always that niggling thing at the back of your mind, thinking, if this was Bielsa, would we get out of it? And I'm thinking to myself, well, we've got Phillips back, we've got Cooper back, you know, we've got a lot of these players back. And Bamford was kind of edging his way towards fitness, which is a miracle. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so... So yeah, um, they'll always have that that niggling thing at the back of your mind. Would he have done? Would he have done the job? But yeah, I don't know. We've just got to kind of roll with it now. But I am concerned that if we sack him, who do we bring in? That's the big one. Yeah. We've got to we've got to show kind of the ambition. If we it, we're, we're talking the talk at the minute, but we're not walking the walk in terms of the board and the owners. They don't seem yeah. to be. Yeah, I don't know. They don't, they're not matching it with the kind of clout that I would have hoped. To be honest, I mean, we sold Phillips and Rafinha. And the players we've bought in, we've still made five million pounds. Mm. You know, there was no kind of spend whatsoever in the summer. We no. bought Ad- Adams and Rocker in in the centre midfield, um, and they're the first two central midfielders we've bought in in nine transfer windows. Wow! So the the, the previous central midfielder we bought in before that was Adam Forshaw. <laughs> wow! Nine windows have elapsed in that time, and we were screaming out for it because Phillips got injured. Yeah. Yeah. It was a lot, you know. We knew he was going to be out for a long time, um, and it was a bad one. And it came to January, and we we're all rubbing our hands, thinking we'll be fine. Don't worry about it. You know, need to go out and spend money, and it didn't happen. No left no. back, no forward, no no central midfielder, and it showed the second half of the season. Um, yeah. So yeah, they've got to. They need to learn from that in January. I think if we get to that point, um, and we lose those three games when we come back from the World Cup. I think we, we do need to, we need, they need to dip, you know, the owner and the, the board, they need to dip their hand in their pocket and, and look at who they can bring in, I think. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't know who, if Leeds are linked with anyone. Uh, I don't know whether what's, 
what you've heard or read? Is there anyone that yeah, they're supposedly a... close to signing or, you know, strong links yeah, or anything? There's been a few. I mean, the, the left-back thing's not going away. I think they'll, they'll, they'll be linked with every progressive forward-playing left-back that's, that's going, I think, because we des so desperately need one. Um, it's nothing against Junior Firpo. It's just, you know... It's just not worked out for him. I don't think he's been. No. He's been pretty bad. He's, he's been pretty unfortunate with injuries. Not bad ones. Just like hamstring, calf, whatever. And it just kind of it seems to have broken yeah. his rhythm up a bit. Um, but yeah, I think they they they're yet to find the right player for that kind of position. And the centre forward thing, they went into it going, oh, you know, Bamford will be back in February, and he, it never materialised. Um, and that mm. that kind of hurt us really because the goals dried up. So um, yeah. So interesting January coming up then, really. Um, yeah, they need to, need to spend some money. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Yes, I know. I know the feeling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'll, I'll, um, I'll just, yeah, so I'll just, like, I'll very quickly touch on, on Leicester. Another clean sheet, uh, which is which is unbelievable. We've gone from being the, statistically the worst team in Premier League history after seven games to now having the second... Uh, most clean sheets and Danny Ward is second in the list <laughs> behind oh, Nick Pope and Aaron Ramsdale <laughs> and he's, he's on a par with Edison um, yeah it's, it's, it's brilliant Harvey Barnes is just keeps going from strength to strength Madison obviously scored uh, which and, and he's he's rightfully got that England call up uh, whether he plays is uh, a debate for a little bit later on yeah, I, saw, <laughs> I saw well I saw today as well he's got a bit of a niggle hasn't he so he's, he's, he, he has he's, yeah it's a knee problem isn't it yeah 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 which um when um, I mean I pretty I almost called it last week when I said you watch him get injured and then I was yeah. listening to the game and it was like Madison's gone down and he's not getting back up I was like oh no 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 but He's he's flown out. They've taken him, um, which is which is good. And yeah, we seem to be doing all right. Uh, the the uh, I think the difference is obviously uh, Wout Fass at centre back at fifteen yeah. million quid. He looks like an absolute bargain. Um, I'm I'm not going to get too excited because I saw very similar when we when Soyuncu came in. Um, was brilliant in that first season, got into the PFA team of the year and then has just gone massively downhill. I mean, I saw, uh, I think Turkey played Scotland last night, didn't they? They did, um, yeah. And I saw uh, on, on the on the TV at work and they, they showed a little bit and there he is being absolutely skinned by someone. I thought, you know. I think it was. It? Yeah, and, and that's quite worrying, really. You're being skinned by uh, John McGinn. So, um but he, he seems to have a different, uh, an extra gear when he plays for Scotland. It's, it's, yeah, he's, it's mad, he's a good player. He, he's a good, he, yeah, I think, to be honest, I think, yeah, they're, they're a team that have, have struggled under the wrong manager for, for quite a while. They seem to have, they seem to have picked up a gear since, um, Good Evening went in. Yeah, Villa, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, they have, Villa. they have, they, they won at the weekend. So, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Won, and then obviously, go on, sorry. I was going to say, they've won like two of the last, they've, they've won, both of the matches, haven't they? Since he took over, yeah, they lost the League Cup match to United, but yeah, I guess that's two not, or three. I guess, yeah, both league I guess games. that's not. But yeah, they 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 beat uh, Brighton at the weekend um, away, which is a, a good result. Yeah. Um, I guess the the surprise result of the weekend was obviously Man City losing to Brentford, which is you know given given Arsenal a, a yeah early kickoff, you know 
you don't you don't back it you never back it <laughs> they'll screw your bet up that will um oh, yeah. and arsenal are now five points clear top at christmas and uh 10 of the last 13 teams that have been top at christmas have gone on to win the league so um do you think arsenal can win the league or do you think it's still man city's to lose so to speak um I don't know. I think it's very early days, isn't it? We've broken, obviously. It's, it's been that break in the season early. early. Yeah. And I think, I think they've got, they've got, I don't know. I, it depends. There's, there's other facts at play. European competitions and all that kind of thing are going to make a big difference, aren't they? But I think Man City are a very strong side. And I think as the season wears on, I think that, that quality is going to come out, isn't it? It tends to. Um, so I don't know. It's it's going to. Be, I mean, look how far far clear Man City were, and then Liverpool closed them down last season. So you never know, do you? Yeah, it's, it, can, um, it can be done. Five points is nothing, really. All you need to do is have a bit of a sticky patch and, and draw a couple of games, and and you know the gap's closed, isn't it? It's just um, it's so unpredictable. It's why we watch it. So well, it is, yeah, and and it's. Uh, I mean, Arsenal have still got some tough games. You know, they've got to go away away to Spurs. They've they've. You know they've got to go. Uh, they've got to go to Anfield. Um, yeah, I think they have. Yeah. You know, United have, have got to go to the Emirates as well. So, and and I th- I, I think the big difference is obviously um, is in 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 the manager. Obviously, you've got you've got a world class manager in, in Pep, and you've got an up and coming manager in Arteta. I think that that yeah. makes a difference. And I think if Arsenal lose a couple of players, if they were to lose uh, Partey or Saliba. Um, that makes a huge difference. Whereas, and I know obviously City lost at the weekend, but if they lose Diaz and I don't know uh, Bernardo Silva, it's yeah. they just bring quality in, don't they? This, this is, is the thing. They've that's got the that difference. The depth. From the bench, aren't they? Yeah, it's the, it's the, the strength in depth is ridiculous at City, but. Um, yeah, we shall see. It is it is early days, and like you say, this this break in the season isn't ideal. I imagine Arsenal fans are probably wanting it to carry on. Same with me. Well, I was think, kind of like, I was think. like, I, mean, oh, I don't want the season to start. I wanted it to carry on. Man City have got players like uh, Haaland not even going to the World Cup, so yeah. they have like twenty eight days holiday or whatever he's going to do. Yeah, he's he's in. Uh, he flew into Barcelona, didn't he yesterday? Um, yeah, see Ash. Ashton United made an approach for him, didn't they, to loan him for 28 days? <laughs> yeah. Uh, You've got, you got to try these things, haven't you? you got, you know, yeah. fair play. Fair play to him. Yeah. Um, obviously, I, I mean, I don't want to spend too long talking about it, but obviously the, the, the big news, I guess, from the weekend was off-the-pitch stuff. Uh, yeah. So um, the ever-humble... Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo decided uh, after United won at the weekend, you know, Garnacho gets a last minute goal, you know, uh, unbelievable for him, 18 years old, looks an absolute talent. And then his idol and teammate decides to release a load of stuff to the press. And it turns out he's done an interview with Piers Morgan and uh, which is on now, actually the second part of it. Um, um, And he's basically slagged slagged off Ten Hag. He said the club haven't moved on since uh, 2009. Uh, said the club had no empathy for him when his when his daughter was ill, um, and various other things. He's had a pop at Wayne Rooney. He's had a pop at Gary Neville. 
Um, he's he's had a go at the chefs <laughs> as well. <laughs> I mean, he's done at United now, isn't he? Sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he is definitely. I think I, I, I think it was your, was it your Instagram story today where there's um, they're taking the uh, they're taking the branding off the outside of the stadium with his face on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were so, taking it off. Yeah, it's very telling, isn't it? Oh, Brody's woken up. Can you hear that? <laughs> I can, I can. <laughs> it's fine. Um, um, yeah, I think that I think that really is telling. Um, I mean, I, I watched I watched part one of the interview um, last night. After thirty seconds, I wanted to turn it off because, I mean, for one, I don't really like Piers Morgan, um, and but I stuck it out anyway. Um, now, some of the things that that he was saying is probably no different to what Gary Neville's been saying in that when he says like the infrastructure's not changed, you know, they've still got the same equipment in the gym from when he left and, you know, they've still got the same, there's been no upgrade to this, that, this, that, and the other. Um, that is, that is a thinly veiled dig at the Glazers aren't investing in this club. And it's no different to what Gary Neville's been saying, you know, they've let the stadium rot and, and different things like that. So, I think the difference, I think the difference is with this is that um, Gary Neville's a pundit, and in his current capacity, he is a, he's an ex-United player and a fan. Ronaldo's being paid by these people, four hundred and eighty grand a week, yeah, and he's come out and and said that. So, I mean, slating slating the Glazers is is one thing that that will get the fans on side. Um, but to say that he has no respect for Ten Hag, uh, to say that he'd never heard of Ralph Ranić, I just think it's you know for me it's completely out of order. Um, and, and actually, I, one of the things I noticed during the interview was that the the questioning, the line of questioning from Piers Morgan was almost like he was talking or asking him questions as an ex-United player. Where me, so. There we go. You got Sorry. it. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's all right. It's all right. It's all good. Um. So yeah, the question, the questions from the the questions were almost like he was an ex ex United player, and it's like no, he's yeah. still employed by the club. So, um, I think that's the idea, though, isn't it? It is. It is. It's to engineer a move away, isn't it? Yeah. Um. But it's the timing of it because the thing is as well. I think it's, it is because the thing is not. I don't see why he couldn't have waited till after the World Cup and done it then. Because the thing is, what he's done now as well, he's completely undermined uh, Portugal's preparation to the World Cup. Completely, he's taken all the yeah. attention away from their prep their preparations and their chances in the competition, and it's it's bound to affect the players that are around him. It's bound to. You can see why the footage has shown. You know, he's been frosty with Bruno Fernandes. And Jao Cancelo's not overly interested in having anything to do with him either. So no. I just think to myself, I'm surprised Portugal haven't said, look, you know, despite what you've done for the country, sorry, I think it'd be best if you went home. <laughs> um, well, I, I, I mean, I, don't, I mean, that, that would just be the, the, the nail in the coffin, really. But um, I don't think they could probably afford to do that because I guess he is still their main man. So I wouldn't like... Unlike United, where he isn't the main man anymore, I think with Portugal he still is. They haven't got that depth, um, have they? No, no, they haven't. And it'll be interesting to see how he gets on 
at the World Cup. Will he have an absolute stinker and Portugal go out in the groups? Hopefully. Yeah. Um, or would it just be so typical Ronaldo that Portugal spring a surprise and end up winning the bloody thing with him as top goal scorer? You just, I, can't. I, I mean, I mean, I can't see it, but you just never it. know. Football, football does these weird and wonderful things. I think a um, lot of this, a lot of this stuff has come from. I think the guy's lashing out. To be honest, he's been at the top of the game for such a long time, and I think now his his quality is is his quality in games is starting to wane because he's had to change the way he plays so much. Um, yeah, and I think I think his, his ego is taking a real battering, and I think it's the only way Huge. he knows how to cope with it is to lash out. To be honest, yeah, and and that and that case, I mean, there was. There was obviously that he was talking about um, his uh, the the family tragedy that happened a few months ago and stuff, and you know you wouldn't wish that on your on your worst enemy, um, and uh, you know he did feel sorry for him, and it was it was you know um, upsetting to hear that, but I just think uh, that was just it's just an e- it's just a massive ego trip, and I I, I don't know what he's trying to. I know what well I know what he's trying to achieve he wants out. Um yeah. th- like you say the timing of it for me it was quite cowardly because yeah. uh he knows he's not going to go back. It's not like he had training the next day at Carrington. He was flying yeah. out to Qatar. Um yeah. I, 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 I just think you know he's he's took all he's took all the headlines away from uh a young lad who who looks up to him. Uh, he slated Ronaldo slated the young players and said that the only the only young United that, that listens is Diego Dallo. Well, he's going to yeah. say that because he's at the World Cup with him. Yeah, yeah. So, um, where where do you think where do you think he goes next? I I me personally, I don't think a Premier League two, team touches him. No, I don't either. I mean, obviously, he was linked with Chelsea, wasn't he, a while back? But I don't think Todd Bowley. I don't, I don't think he's that stupid, is he? Um, no, and, and I read. I, I read that I Tuchel was so Tuchel had four or five uh, meetings with Bowley about yeah. signing him, uh, yeah. but it was Tuchel talking to Ralph Ranjik, and he said just don't avoid him. Avoid him, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I think he's probably he's, he's it's the end of his career, isn't it? He's, he's probably going to end up somewhere like I don't know China if somewhere's got the money, or probably the MLS. Um, Do you think? Maybe, yeah. I think if the right offer comes along, I think. I mean, you've seen quite a few, quite a few of their. I mean, look, look at the, the odd deal for them crops up every now and again. Um, so you know, like Bale and people like that have gone out there for quite big money. I can't remember what's the mm-hmm. boy's name that left Napoli. And he's gone to Toronto. Played for Napoli yeah. all his career, and then he's gone it's, to Toronto. It's uh, in, 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 in yeah, Insigne. He's gone for an absolute fortune. He's on the most, yeah. the most anybody's ever been paid in the MLS. So yeah, yeah, he's bound to him. It's, it, something like that will turn his head. But at the end of the day, that's what he's after. If he's going to play his career out, like well, no, two, three seasons, he wants to, he wants to keep earning what he's earning, doesn't he? Definitely. Yeah, he does. I, I just, I just don't think his. Me personally, I don't think his ego will. Um allow him to go to MLS because to go to the MLS because I think I mean he, he said it himself he said it himself in the in the um in the interview last night he said oh Zlatan's still doing it in Italy and he's 40 so at yeah, 37 maybe go back I can, to Italy. so so I, I I wonder whether he'll go to one of the Milan teams maybe uh, because he might they'll, he's, get, he's they'll bur- get him he, he well, they'll probably get him for free so. 
yeah, they'll probably get them for a, for a free. And you know what these these Italian clubs they love a free they love a free transfer and they pay stupid wages. Yeah. Um, so you know whether, whether he ends up at one of the Milan teams, I don't see him going to Roma. I don't think they can afford him. I don't think Mourinho would want to manage no, him again. I don't think he so. had he had I think he had issues with him at Real Madrid. So yeah, yeah it's. Um, yeah, it's just another it's it's just another another week of the Cristiano Ronaldo show, isn't it? So this is it, yeah. Um, so there we are. There we are. Um, right. I'll uh, we'll go back to uh, we'll go back to talking about about Leeds, and we'll go back to uh, sort of you know where did it all start with with yourself with supporting Leeds? Why do you support Leeds? I guess uh, because obviously originally you live not far from me you lived you lived in Leicestershire and yeah when we were growing up predominantly it was Man United Liverpool and then Leicester really yeah. uh, around around here there wasn't many yeah. Leeds fans you, you were the only Leeds fan I really knew so um how did you how did you come to be a, a Leeds fan? Okay. Right, so I suppose really I'll start with my dad's story so my dad used to my dad used to follow Leicester everywhere um, he wasn't a massive fan. He just used to like going and he liked he liked seeing all the different grounds and stuff. But it was kind of the late sixties, and Leicester were kind of they got into this this quite unhealthy pattern of when they got players of any kind of quality, they sold them. And there's a few, there's that a few players that they, there's, there's, <laughs> there's a few there's a few players they did it with, and they, it, my dad had just had enough because he was fed up of giving them the money to go and watch, and obviously the team was going downhill because. You know the the quality wasn't there so they ended up going down to the second division um and my dad went to the first few games when they dropped down to the second division at the end of this well i think it was like 67 this would have been so just after the world cup and um leeds played and uh, don revy had just taken over and it was a very early revy team so you got like albert johansson bobby collins uh big jack charl and all them in there and um he just said they were brilliant they were just they, Johnny Giles as well. Leeds had just picked Johnny Giles up, I think, from Manchester United, and they just ran rings around them. And um, he was like, "What am I doing?" Kind of thing. He just kind of had a bit of a a bit of a, a crossroads moment, I think, and he just kind of followed mm-hmm. Leeds ever since. After that, um, and then obviously I was born into it, and you know, Leeds had a Leeds were pretty prominent in the late nineties and early early noughties and stuff and yeah i've just kind of always supported leeds so yeah my sister yeah. does as well and it's just a kind of a family thing so yeah mm. it's been a rough old time i'm not gonna lie obviously <laughs> 2003 well, and 2004 relegated from the premier league into obscurity and then yeah you know, losing, the, losing the playoff final to watford and then yeah. dropping dropping down to league one and yeah it's it's been a long road back all the the financial problems and you know, the mismanagement and just all of that stuff and it, it was kind of nice for bielsa to come along take this take the team that he'd got and build something so kind of well pure i'd say and and something so mm-hmm. um, you know so deserving of it if we were going to do it i wanted to do it that way and i thought it was it was brilliant yeah. to be honest the way they did it um it was that was a good team that was got a good championship winning team Obviously, the yeah. first season of the Premier League was decent as well, but yeah, yeah, it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. It was entertaining. Um, but yeah, because when when I when we started, you know, when we sort of mates at, uh, at John Cleveland, it was ninety nine. So Leeds, like you say, had this prominent team. They had this. They had this young side with 
these exciting players, young manager in in David O'Leary, and you know the, the, you had. I, I guess I guess a lot of the Leeds players around then were becoming household names. I mean, you had, you know, obviously Nigel Martin, uh, you know, dependable goalkeeper who unfortunately was born around the same time as David Seaman, so didn't really get the England recognition. Uh, yeah. You know, Hart, Hart and Kelly at fullback. You know, Wood, Woodgate coming through. You bought you bought Rio Ferdinand. Um, you know, Boya, Olivier Decor, Kuehl, Viduka, and just, you know, those Smith. those players, you know, Smith as well, yeah, Christ, yeah. Um, you know, those, and and around that time, obviously, the two most dominant teams in the Premier League era were, as well, we got to 99-2000, it was Arsenal and United. Mm-hmm. And, and at the time, it felt like Leeds were actually, it, this was pre-Abramovich as well. Yeah. Um, and it really felt like Leeds were going to, break into that and upset really upset the you know the establishment so yeah. to speak. really yep. get in there you obviously had that great champions league um run as well uh when yep. you were um you got to semi-finals is that right yeah beaten by valencia yeah robbed by valencia yeah <laughs> we won't go there yeah yeah robbed <sighs> absolutely robbed and and do you know what that you know leads were they were an entertaining team. I remember there was a there was a Champions League game that you played. You won five nil away somewhere. Mm-hmm. Where Champions was it? League game we played with five. Oh, Anderlecht. Anderlecht. In the driving in the driving rain. It was four. It was four nil. Four nil. And, yeah, yeah. and I remember watching it, and I was just, and yeah. I, I, well, I remember it was early days of like mobile phones and just like obviously we're texting each other back and forth and I couldn't quite believe what I was what I was watching to be honest and yeah um a good Leeds team around that time but it it went it went south pretty quick didn't it with the with the money side of it I think they gambled on Champions League and missed out and then and then there was all the money all the money troubles um yeah like you say they're back now well, this is it, and they seem to have done it the right way as well. Um, I know I've, I've complained about the they're not being the investment in the squad, but mm. I mean their finances and from what from where they were, um, I'm quite grateful for, for the position that they are in. You know, too many too many people um, don't seem to remember the position we were in. So yeah, yeah, we're, yeah, we're that's fortunate. it. We yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, so, given that you've been you've been a Leeds fan all your life, pretty much, um, give me your give me your all time favourite Leeds player since, since you support started supporting them. My all time favourite Leeds player. I've got a personal favourite, just because of the, the difference he made. So that that season you're on about two thousand two thousand and one. Um, Leeds had a pre-season friendly against Forest at the City Ground, and me and my dad and my sister went to it. And Leeds had obviously just just spent some money and bought some players in, and it was kind of a bit unknown because they'd done okay the previous season, and we thought, mm, is it going to work out this season? You know, is O'Leary going to last? Kind of thing. And we we played Forest, and obviously we just bought Olivier Decor, and he mm. was unbelievable. I couldn't believe yeah. the difference he made to the side. I mean, we got him from Lons for seven point two million, and he's probably my favourite Leeds player just just for the impact he had on that side. I thought he he took it by the scruff of the neck. Um, he's another one that was very unlucky. He's in the same era internationally as, as Patrick Vieira and never got the recognition yeah. he deserved. Great yeah. player, absolutely great player. 
Um, yeah, I mean, like, I mentioned him, mentioned him earlier. I always thought he was, I always thought he was class. I thought he was a real classy midfielder, but he knew when to get stuck in as well. Yeah, um, very good he was player. in that in, in that era. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, Leeds have had some Leeds have had some great players down there. I mean, Harry Kuehl was unbelievable around that time. Didn't work out for him at, at Leeds, and you know, it it always it always pains me that. Um, <laughs> it always pains me that Leeds paid the same for Mark Viduka as what Leicester did for Adiak and Bailey. <laughs> so it always yeah. that always yeah. in the same in the same transfer window as well, or the same summer. Yeah, um, that always that Viduka always sticks. Viduka was a real find. Um, yeah, yeah, a real find. I mean, whether you could call him a find, he was obviously doing quite well at Celtic. But at he the was, time, yeah. six, six six million pounds, it seems like a snip, doesn't it? <laughs> Do you remember when we went um, to? Uh, I think it was the last season at Filbert Street and Leicester were bottom pretty much. Yeah. Uh, and we went, we went, didn't we? We went Leicester Leeds and we were sat in the cop really close to the pitch. Yeah. And um, I think Viduka came near, came near us to get the ball. And was it, was it John who went, look at the size of his legs? <laughs> yeah. I remember. Yeah. Yeah. He was a bit, Absolute he was a bit of a beast. Thing oh is, God, the he thing was. Is, the thing is with him as well, he was, the thing I always liked about him was the fact that He's like six foot two or whatever he was, six foot two, six foot three. I'm not too sure how, what, how tall he was, but mm. he was always so, so agile and so fleet of foot. Yeah, it's like the the foot. Yeah. I saw the four three game, the Liverpool game, where he scored Liverpool. all four goals the other day, and some of those goals are fantastic. The footwork's unbelievable. He just doesn't put yeah. a foot wrong whatsoever. Does, doesn't he Cruyff turn one of them and, and, yeah. and, and puts it in? Yeah, he, yeah unbelievable yeah. for the size he was because he was he was a unit. He was he was stocky and like you say tall, but. He wasn't fast, yeah. was he? But he was one of those players no. who just seemed to be right no. place, right time. Very good understanding of the game. But he was, yeah, he's a very good player, technically. For yeah. his size, definitely. Mm. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, yeah, and, and like you say, you, you know, your dad, your dad uh, well, your dad followed Alan Clark, didn't he, from Leicester to, to Leeds as yeah, well? A little well bit. <laughs> yeah, that, because, yeah, that was part of it as well. So, yeah, yeah. Alan Clark, used to, when he played for Leicester, lived in a house that backed onto my my grand's house um mm. and she still lives in that house to this day as well but yeah he actually lived he actually lived in that the house that backed onto us so yeah yeah no fair play, fair <laughs> play. right then um let's uh let's talk about the world cup yep so it starts on sunday the opening game is do you know what? i can't even tell you the opening game is it qatar ecuador uh, i think that's right yeah it is yep yep we were we were talking we were talking weren't we uh, just before we sort of started hitting record and it just doesn't feel like yeah it just doesn't feel doesn't doesn't feel like it's right that we're having a World Cup. No, it's 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 so weird. There's the time of year because obviously the season's not finished and literally games have finished so abruptly. Like they finished on the Sunday and then the next Sunday the World Cup starts. It's so yeah. bizarre. And then the World Cup, then the World Cup's going to end, and then two days, two days after the final, there's League Cup games. It's just yeah, it's just bizarre, isn't it? The way it's, the way it's set up, it's, yeah. This this it, yeah, it's bizarre. It is, it is bizarre. And obviously, obviously it's a, it's a, it, no. I don't know how it's going to. I really don't know how it's going to pan out. Um, and you know, it, it's. Uh, I don't know. It's just strange. I mean, there's obviously all that talk. There's, there's all the controversy around it being in Qatar anyway, um, yeah. which you know we don't we don't need to go into, and we'll see we'll see how it all 
how it all plays out. Um, but let's let's sort of focus on England a bit. So the first game is against Iran on Monday. Yeah. Um, you'd like to think we'll win that one? We should do, shouldn't we? We you should. We should do. Um, I mean, do you, what side do you think Southgate is going to go with in that first game? This is the thing. I, I mean, unknown, I do think it almost it's picks quantity, itself. But, it's an yeah. unknown quantity as well. The, the thing that worries me about England is the fact that there's a lot of players in there that he's taken that are either just returning to match fitness or there's a question mark about the fitness. And yeah. also, you've got a lot of players form. that are really out of form. Maguire, Rice, some of these players are in dreadful form. I mean, mm. Rice was Rice has played too many games for me. Um, he's a perfect example. He's he's overworked, I, I think. Yeah, um, he's not he's not really had a break, has he? So I saw him play no. at the start of the season in a preseason game against Rangers, and he's just he looks so leggy already in his preseason game. Yeah. Um. So yeah, say that what say you know what you will of that kind of thing. I think. Well, we well we we're quite fortunate, I think, in the fact that we've we've not got a particularly good group. So you know, maybe we won't we won't have to go through the gears as much as we will have to if we get get later on in the tournament. We shall see. But yeah, you kind of you, you kind of want to hope that on on Monday that we are convincingly ahead come half time. Obviously, yeah, you, you can, can make you can make five can't. subs. You can make five subs, and that's where you can say, right, Declan Rice, you're coming off. You yeah. know, um, bring bring Phillips on. You know, give him a few minutes. You know, um, England England's player of the year, and he's not starting. What are you on about? <laughs> I mean, how, how many minutes of Premier League football is it? Fifty two minutes this not, season? Not enough. No, it's not even not, that, is it? No, I don't, exactly. it 50, you're right. Fifty. I think it's fifty two in total, and I think some of like forty odd of it was Champions League. I think twelve. Yeah. I think he's played twelve Premier 12, League. Twelve minutes. or thirteen minutes. I was going to say thirteen yeah. when you said when you said I don't even think it's that much. Um, Mental, really. I mean, but I can see. I, I can see why he's picked him because I don't think we have another player like Phillips. No, no, this is a the thing. There isn't a player that gives you. I mean, you look at the way he played in the Euros, what he brought to that team, and the balance of the team, and the way he played yeah. against Croatia. Um, he's he's got mm. a lot of ability that a lot of other players don't have he's, he's very versatile as well so yeah, he can play I, that I, kind I of agree. deep deep line defensive midfield role he can play center back if you want him to but he can also yeah. he's good between he's good between the lines and he's good at threading little passes through but he's also his range of passing is quality he can play it's, long it's balls from deep his switches are excellent he's yeah you can see why he, he wanted a, him really yeah i i 100 can um you know and you know, obviously, it fills their English quota a bit better for Champions League football and stuff like that as well. But yeah, yeah. Um, you can see why they bought him, and it was a it was a relative it was relatively cheap as well, I guess, in in terms of of modern football. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, I mean, what what would your so forget what you think what you think Southgate will pick? What would your starting eleven be on Monday? Pickford. Yeah. Do you know what? I haven't even paid a great deal of attention to a squad. <laughs> I, I honestly haven't. Um, this is this is how underprepared I am. I'd play someone like yeah. Cody personally, but I don't think he will. That's the problem. He'll go for. Mm. I, I pray to God he doesn't play Eric Dyer. I really do. But yeah, um, your favourite player. Plays Dyer. Oh your yeah, I love him. Player. Yeah, God, no, he's, player, he's, so. he's rubbish. He's a dreadful <laughs> player. Yeah, he's, he's he's improved, but for me, he's not a centre back. He's not quick no, enough. I agree. 
Right, bear with me. I'm gonna. You have to edit this again. I'm gonna try and get this little, right, this little boy some chocolate so that <laughs> so keep quiet. <laughs> <laughs> Whack! <laughs> Crash! Bang! Wallet! Wallet! What a video! What a, what a video! <laughs> <laughs> that was brilliant. Right, <laughs> I'll keep that in. <laughs> 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 Smash! <laughs> right, bear with me now. I need to look. I need to look the England squad up. I'm like, dreadfully underprepared for this. You see, this is what I'm saying. I'm not even prepared for it. Like I was, I was completely. Yeah, I wasn't. I'm not prepared. I'm not prepared. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. Well, I think so, I think yeah. that while you're looking at, I think I think the goal the goalkeeper is it's obvious who it's going to be. Yeah, um, it? definitely, and obviously your striker that's obvious who it's going to be. Um, yeah. On the it's basis, between, it, goes, it's, it, it is a little bit. I mean, we're it's going to be short, short on numbers in right back and left back. Um, you look at the protein. you look at the list that's there, and he's, he would think it's going to be Trent Alexander Arnold, wouldn't you? You would think because Do you think. Not Trippier. Yeah, no, I don't. I think Trent Alexander Arnold will start, and he'll start. Unfortunately, I think he'll start with Maguire and Stones. Um, yeah, and then, I don't know. This is the problem, isn't it? This is where Trippier's versatility comes into it as well, because he is. What's the this little boy is typically doing this now. Um, <laughs> yeah, this is this is a problem. I think Trippier's Trippier's pretty versatile as well, so. He's played left back as well himself, hasn't he? Trippier has, so you never know. Um, yeah. But it will probably be, will it be sure? Probably. Well, Kyle Walker, Kyle Walker's not fit for the first game. No, um, I didn't see that. So, so, yeah. so, he, so, because I have seen some people say that you know you could play a back three and put Kyle Walker at right of the three, yeah. so you put yeah, a bit of pace it. in there, especially if he's going to play Maguire and Dyer. It looks from what he's picked, from what he's picked, the squad he's picked, he's gonna. It looks like he's gonna go four three three, doesn't it? Okay. Yeah, it, do, it does see it. It does seem that way. I mean, there's absolutely no way we should be playing. For me, we shouldn't be playing five at the back um, against I don't a, a team to. like Iran. Um, I mean, the midfield. It, from what is what's there that he's picked as midfield, you would say it picks itself because of the players that are fit and the players that are inexperienced. He's probably going to go Bellingham, Bellingham, Mount, and Rice probably as a three. Yeah, and. I don't know. The forwards is obviously a little more difficult because there's obviously a lot more players there, aren't there? It's, yeah. it's, it's quite. It's, it, we're in quite a fortunate position in terms of forwards, I think, because you could probably play two two yeah. different sets of forwards in two different games, couldn't you? To rest players and, and all that, but probably be. You probably think he's. I'd like to see him start Foden just because of the form he's in. Kane obviously picks himself, and then probably Sterling because of his international experience. I would think. Yeah, I mean, I, I think. I think he'll go. I think he'll go four three three. What what I what I would like to see, um, which I know this isn't what he'll pick. Um, yeah. Obviously, Pickford in goal. I think Trippier right back. Um, yeah. I, I'd quite like, like to see. I'd like to see Stones and, and Cody. I think. I think Cody's had a really yeah, good I like, season. I like Cody. This is what I'm saying. I'd like to see him pick him, but Willie though. That's my, I've got this nagging thing of is is he doing well, it? There's always been this thing about Cody that he's only any good in a three, but then although Everton have been a bit ropey the last couple of weeks, 
actually him and Tarkowski in the two have been really good. I'm surprised they've not taken. He's not looked at him. You know, he, he might have looked at him, but he's in great form. Yeah, he was probably well. in the fifty. He was probably in the fifty-five man. I mean, Ashley Young was. Yeah, but so. so was Harrison. So, so was yeah, Harrison. Was so yeah, yeah. And, Appar um, apparently, apparently Harvey Barnes wasn't even in the fifty-five. No, I know there's a crazy. Lot, I know there's a lot of players on that left side. You know, Sterling, Greenish, Harrison. That is crazy. Um, you know, but the form that Barnes is in, it. Um, but yeah, you had this like Welbeck, we Ashley Young. Um, this is crazy. This is one. This is one of my big bugbears in the fact that in build-ups to big tournaments, we the, the, these players that really come into like purple patches just before tournaments, they don't even get looked at or included. And no. it's, it's so wrong because if you pick them for, for their country at the right time, they they will really kick on and probably perform the same as. I don't. I don't want the cookie thanks. The same is not better. <laughs> for for their country and you, yeah I, I can see why people are saying Philip shouldn't be in the squad I can really understand that mm. um there are players that probably shouldn't be Maguire shouldn't be there either no I don't um, think he should it's kind of ins is. it's insulting to some of the other centre-backs in the Premier League I think that he's there because he's I got think, no form at all there's, there's no zero. he's not he's, he's a good you know, player in, in his own right don't get me wrong he's a good player and I think I think he's been quite fortunate in the sense that I think Maguire's copped a lot of the slack the problems that Manchester United are having. Mm. Um, they've had some bad results. They've had, you know, they keep they seem to be burning through managers. Obviously, they're a bit settled with Ten Hag, but things have been unsettled there for a long time. And I think I don't think he's the only player that's performed poorly, but he seems to get a pretty unfair rap. But at the same time, I, mean, I don't think he's he should be yeah. in the squad. No, I I, I I don't either. And you know, I'm are there players out there that are better than him? Yes, the answer will be yes. Corinthians. Tarkowski, yeah. like you said, good player, yeah, yeah. probably should be in there. And there's there's players in the twenty ones as well that could possibly stay well, yeah, in mean, case the, as well. I mean, I'm a bit of a I'm a bit of an advocate for this guy, but I think I think Dan Byrne's been brilliant as well. Exactly, yeah. And, it, he and, really and he can great. play on the and he, and he can play on the left as well. He can, he yeah, can he's play good, he's left back as good, well. So he's a good player. I like him. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I I think the back. I mean, it'd be interesting to see what where he goes centre backs. If it was me, I would go like I say, Trippier, Stones, Cody, Shaw. Mm. He seems to like three. Having... Yeah, go on. go on. No, I was going to say he seems to like playing Maguire and Stones together, doesn't he? He does. That's his thing. Yeah. Um, me, me personally, my midfield three would be Bellingham, Rice, and yeah. I would play Foden in that where yeah. where he usually plays Mount. I'd go Sterling left. <laughs> I'd go. I'd go. Sterling left. Saka on the Saka on the right, and Kane up front. That would yes. be my. That would be my start. Starting eleven. <laughs> kids on a podcast. The, jo the joys of having kids. Eh? Kids on podcast. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. I mean, how far? How far do you think England can go then? Realistically. Realistically, well, my son Harry, who obviously oldest son Harry, who is. Excellent with his predictions. He thinks England will get to the round of sixteen. That's his prediction. Yeah. Um, so I, I was I was having a look at the brackets earlier for the first time because usually by now I've done more my predictions and I've and I've tried to work it all out. So if England yeah. win, if England win the group, they play the runners up from Group A, which is Qatar, Ecuador, Senegal, Netherlands. Yeah. So you would think they'd do that. So you would okay. you would you would like to hope that actually Netherlands win the group, so we yeah. avoid them, um, yeah. and then so let's just say it's Senegal. Um, yeah. Obviously, they're without Mane uh, yeah. as well. So after that, the quarterfinals, you are looking at 
realistically France mm. or potentially <laughs> Mexico. Mm. Um, it depends. Uh, I mean, it's looking like France. I, I can't see us getting past the quarterfinals, to be honest. No. Uh, I think it would be very, very difficult. This is the thing, though. If you want to win these tournaments, you've got to you've got to kind of find ways to get through these games, haven't you? And that's what the best teams do. Um, yeah. And I just, yeah, yeah. I just, que- I just question whether we've got the right kind of blend of players to do it at the minute. Um, I don't think any. There's, there's probably what well, the players in that squad you could probably count on one hand that are in really good form. Yeah. yeah. And then we're unfortunate I... in the fact that one of them is Madison and he's carrying an injury. This is that's our kind of look at the minute. Yeah, it is. It is. It's, it is typical. I mean, I mean, I, I'd, I'd like, to, I'd like to see Madison get some, get some minutes. I mean, I'd like to think, you know, that that after an hour we'll be five nil up on Monday, and he thinks, you know, well, go, on, thing, go, go and have half an hour. But I'm not sure he will. The big thing is with us. I think if we could, especially with England, I think if we could get somebody in the team that's that got real genuine quality with set pieces, we haven't had that in such a long time. I think it would, it would come in handy. I mean, we've got Trippier, but. He's not stick on to play. He's excellent at free kicks. His he delivery is yeah. excellent with either foot. But Madison, he, again, he brings something different because he's got that bit of precision. He's, he's, he is similar to David Beckham in that sense. Of his set piece precision is excellent, and he always seems yeah. he does it at the right times in games when you've got when you know just to break momentum and stuff like that. He's a good player. Okay, so if England aren't going to win it, who are going to win it? Who who are going to win it? Who is going to win it? Or who do you, who, who do you want to win it? I'd like to see Argentina win it personally. I know it's it's a dirty word, isn't it? But mm. um, they're in excellent form, aren't they? They've been for a while. They are. Yeah, I did see something a while back that said they haven't lost in so many games. Obviously, that kind of form going into a big tournament helps, doesn't it? And then. There's a big part of me thinks is that this would probably be kind of messy swan song, the way it was Maradona's '86. So I'm kind yeah. of hoping that that you know he, he does it on the big stage and they win it. So wouldn't be a bad thing, would it? Would be a good way for him to to bow out of international football. I think. Yeah, I mean, I, there's, there's the there's the part of me as a as a as a Messi fan that I want to see Argentina win it and I want to see him lift that trophy because that. That will, well, that cements him as the world as the best ever. But um, if he isn't already, but um, I personally, I think Brazil, I think Brazil will win it. Yeah, I, th- I, I think well, they they've just got quality throughout that throughout that team. It, it's ridiculous. So, so if Brazil win it, you know, Leeds get ten million for a senior from Barcelona. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that, that's fine with me. Absolutely. Fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah that would be all right. That's ten ten million getting towards in, your le- towards your left back. <laughs> Getting them to pay it might be another thing, but anyway. Well, yeah, I mean, you'll get it. You'll, it'll be it'll be twenty p a week for. It will, yeah. Have to be a big, have to be a big financial lever they pull to get that. Oh god, yeah, yeah. Although apparent, apparently they're within FFP regulations and they've got money to spend in January. I just don't. Oh, I don't understand that football club at all. Um, they save it. On, they save it on scouting because what they do is they just take all the Chelsea's players that they scout. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They've been there. They've they've, they've been linked with um, 
they've been linked with Tillemans and and I'm absolutely fine with that because I, I don't want to see him play for another Premier League team. He, he can clear yeah. off to Spain for me. Well, I was like that um, with Rafinha. I was like that with Rafinha when we got to sort of middle of June and Chelsea came in for him. I thought, off oh, the love of God, don't go to Chelsea. You know, yeah. I, I don't want to don't want to go and play him at Stamford Bridge and he's scoring against us and all that. You, you don't want to see it. But I was quite pleased he stuck to his guns and obviously he got his heart set on Barcelona. So yeah, I, I'm, I am kind of. I mean. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've had to see pretty much all of Leicester's decent players go to all the Premier League teams. So it'd be nice if Tillemans was like, do you know what? I'll I'll go abroad somewhere um, mm. so he doesn't score a screamer against us. He's got the quality. <laughs> he has. He's, he's got the quality to play for Barcelona. Oh, he's, he's brilliant. I mean, he's had. I mean, he had a. But then again, the whole team were crap at the start of the season. But he's uh, he's definitely found some form, and he's just yeah. I think he's a big he's he's, he's been. I think he's been the kind of catalyst for for Leicester's changing form. To be honest, he has. I mean, obviously, everyone is kind of really really hot on Madison at the minute, and they're talking about uh, Wout Fass as well making a huge difference. But actually, Tillemans, you watch Tillemans play, um, it's just, yeah, unbelievable. And the fact was, he's only was, like twenty five as well. <laughs> His goal against Wolves was excellent. The technique involved there was, was really cool. Yeah, I think I, I think I think the Wol- I think the Wolves one. I think the Wolves one probably better than the Everton one. Yeah, which which fun. says something because yeah, the Wolves one he hit it first time. The Everton one he he did control it, but yeah, coming from Great the world, player. the world, the world's foremost Tony Yeboah connoisseur. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the Tony Yeboah lookalike competition in goals. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um, I mean Belgium, they're they're obviously one to the World Cup that you know that they it almost it almost feels like if Belgium don't do it this year, they probably won't. They'll never do it. Almost. Yeah. Um, yeah, I they've think got you're right. Players that are getting a bit older now. Um, so Bel- their golden Belgium generation is coming to an end a bit. Belgium remind me of how Holland used to be, sort of. 90s. Yes. Like an yeah. excellent group of players, and you just can't put your finger on why it doesn't work. Um, yeah. Yeah, you know, should be, should be there or thereabouts and winning stuff, but it just doesn't. It just never seems to come off, um, which is quite a shame, really, because they've got technically they've got some excellent players. Obviously, Tillemans you mentioned, De Bruyne. Yeah, obviously they've got, got one of the, probably the world the world's best goalkeeper as well in Courtois. So yeah, yeah. it's just yeah. Um, it's it'll be interesting to see how they how they get on, but I don't think they're in the best of form. So you never know. No, I mean, I mean, looking at it, they should get out of their group. Uh, they're in a group with Morocco, Croatia, and, and yeah. Canada. Yeah. Uh, if they if they win that group, they'll play the runners up of Group E, which is uh, Spain, Germany, Japan, and I think. Um, I, don't know, I want to say Costa Rica. It says Costa Rica or New Zealand here, but that's obviously yeah. this is this is pre playoffs. Um, clearly, yeah. Oh, I've got I've got it. Um, Costa Rica. Yeah, it was Costa Rica. So y- you could end up with um, a, a Belgium Germany round of sixteen, and then and then that's. One of the big countries gone. Yeah. So, um, but you just well, never know. Like spring a surprise. You know, Japan might end up second. You just don't, you just so don't the, know. The, th- the thing is with England, I think England might get quite lucky. So the the thing I I picked up on. So my, my son pointed it out to me. Is the curse of the World Cup. So you know, if you win the World Cup, group stage team, the next time. Yep. Yeah, so invariably, France should be going out in the group stage, which means England won't get them if they go through. So we shall That'd see. Nice. You never know. That'd be nice. Well. I, my dark horses, I would actually go for somebody like Denmark. 
I've seen it. I've seen. I've seen one or two not, people say Denmark. Obviously, they got to not, the semi-finals of the possibly Euros. Possibly not to win it. Possibly not to win it. But I mean, I think they 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 could go they could go later into the tournament than people expect. I think they've got some genuine quality. They've obviously got Schmeichel in there, who's a, a seasoned international goalkeeper. He's a very good goalkeeper. Um, Damsgaard, great player. Eriksson speaks for yeah. itself. Technical quality. So yeah, you never know. It just just takes the right kind of. Um, the right run of games, isn't it? Obviously, they've got to play each other as well. So yeah, I mean, it could it could, could, end, be it could could end up being that we play we end up playing Denmark in the quarters and they get a bit of revenge for for the Euros. There. You never and, know. You never know. Yeah, you just you yeah. just never know. I mean, if 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 um, if England do go out sort of earlier than say the semi-finals, do you think that that's the end of Southgate? Yes, I do. Um, I think they need a new direction. I think they've got. A, we're in danger of wasting a very, very good crop of players. Mm, um, I agree. I, I'm genuinely concerned if if we don't get. I mean, if we don't, we're we're running with the theory that we're going to get out of the group. We should get out of the group. <laughs> there, there is there is that we we've, we've we've been here before. I do, have, we were... I do have concerns. I don't think America are going to be a pushover at all. They oh, are I don't a, think a, re- a very good young team. Um, and it, this isn't Leeds bias at all by any means, but Jamie Redknapp said the other day that one of the players that he's watching for the tournament is Brendan Aronson mm. um, because of his ability to run between lines. He, he, he can pick a pass and he, he thinks, well, he personally thinks that, that um, Aronson could hurt England if they're not careful because he's the kind of player that that could do that. He's energetic and as well, and, and I think as well, he's a bit like... Um... One thing I picked up when when Leicester played Leeds was um, a bit like Grealish. Any contact and he's down. And and you know oh, yeah. if if, if if they you know if he plays that game and you know England start conceding free kicks and there's balls being yeah. put in into the into the uh, you know into the penalty area, you've got I don't know if you've got Maguire in there. And, you know, well, got, Pulisic. Got, you know, he's he's got a point to prove, and yeah, yeah. Um, they're not going to be pushovers up. I'd like to think that we team. can get out of the group with uh, with at least six points, if not seven. You would um, think, wouldn't you? But yeah, I mean, yeah. I, if we don't get to the semis, you would think it's the end of Southgate's era, really. I mean, I don't see where he goes from there. Um, no. I think, it's like I said, he's in, we're in danger of wasting an excellent crop of, of, of young players. Your Bellinghams, your Fodens, these kind of players do not come along every, you know, five years four years no F- F- Foden Foden and Bellingham are generational talents you know that they're, they're, they're yeah. you know barring injuries or a or a or a decline like Delhi Alley you know these are, these the, these play they're, they're going to be around for, for years and they're going to be mainstays for, for England and you know they're going to play for the world's biggest teams um so yeah um, definitely yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I don't know who who would take over from Southgate. There's talk of Parch, Tuchel said. Yeah, I saw you that. You know, I wouldn't mind a crack at it. I mean, I'm not sure about a German. <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure about a German manager managing England. Um, I'd go for Parch. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't go, see I'll why not. Um, yeah, definitely. Not Sean Dyche then. <laughs> no, not at all. No. Jesse Marsh. <laughs> Yeah, I wouldn't. No, I, I wouldn't go for Jesse Marsh either. No. <laughs> I'm talking to Uncle Steve. Oh. Um, but, um, 
What? Go get some. Go get some, mum. Brilliant. I've done really well here. I had two children asleep when Sean left, and they're now both awake. <laughs> Fucking outstanding. This is such outstanding work. She's going to be so thrilled when she gets back. <laughs> right, um, they're both awake. <laughs> yeah, the wide awake club. Um, it's all good. It's all good. Yeah. So yeah, I think yeah, it'll be it'll be it'll be the end of the road for him definitely if we don't if we don't. Yeah, I, I, I would have thought so. Yeah, you would expect it. It's what you would expect. The very least semis, you would. You know. Yeah, I mean, I, I know there's obviously it looks like we could end up playing playing France, but I look at their squad and obviously defenders they're great. Uh, there's questions around their goalkeeper and fort going forward. Obviously with Mbappe. Um, you know that's that's and, and everyone else that they've got, but I don't think they look that strong in midfield. Obviously, Kante's not there, uh, Pogba's not there. Who is a, who yeah. is a different type of player? When it, it, Pogba seems to play well for France, uh, despite well, what he's doing the thing for his is club. Kante Kante's an enormous player for them. Yeah, he is. He is. So, you know, I think France can be gotten at. It's just whether you know. I, I just like you say, if we were to if we were to play to play France. You know the thought. The thought of Mbappe running at Eric Dyer or Harry Maguire gives me nightmares, to be honest. So um, <laughs> it's quite it's quite a scary prospect. But we'll see how we get on. Um, so yeah, the World Cup starts on Sunday um, with a with a massive opening game: Qatar versus Ecuador. Can't wait! Can't wait! Can't wait! And uh, wait. England kick off and- at one o'clock. And Jesse moment. Marsh, Jesse Marsh is writing exclusively for the Athletic as a as a World Cup correspondent. Is that true, or are you just messing around? <laughs> no, it's true. You know, is he really? Today. Even though wow. two weeks ago in his press conference, when they asked him about the World Cup, he said he didn't care about the World Cup. <laughs> Soon changed his mind there, didn't he? Yeah, the Athletic have come along. Do you want to do you want to keep yourself busy for a few weeks? <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Yeah, that's the kind of thing I'm on about that I don't like. Got stuff like that that he's doing. Yeah, he's just kind of like of... completely, completely reneged on what he said. Yeah, I don't really care about the World Cup. I'm just focused on the games that we've got to come. And then two weeks later, he's like, right, so I'm right for the Athletic. <laughs> Fair enough. Brilliant. Oh, God. Oh, well. <laughs> right then. Um, well, that's it. I think we'll we'll wrap it up there. Um, so thank you very much for uh, for joining me. That was uh, it was good. I really enjoyed that. Um, uh, we'll keep the yep, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll keep we'll, we'll keep the, the 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 kids in there and stuff like that. And you know we'll put them in the bloopers for the end of the season. Yeah, sounds, <laughs> sounds good. Yeah. No, but I, I enjoyed that, and you know we'll um, obviously you know we'll have you back on again and. Uh, yep before the end of the season and you know hopefully we're not talking about well from your point of view hopefully we're not talking about Leeds being uh, in the bottom three or anything like that I'm um, hoping we're talking about like Mauricio Pochettino's sensational takeover in, in, <laughs> in January in the middle of January um, you know like just finishing yeah. sort of mid-table mid-table would be nice climbing well clear of relegation and, and towards mid-table under Pochettino that's it, yeah. I mid table a bit. I'd, to be honest, I mean, <laughs> what, what a less desperate thirteenth at the minute. I'd take that. I'd snap your hand off. 
after the first yeah. few weeks. But um, no, I think I've, I, I do think Leeds will be all right. I think there's three worst teams, like you say. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, we'll uh, but we yeah, we'll definitely get you back on. Um, so that's it. Um, we'll uh, we'll end it there then, mate. Thanks for coming on. Okay. And no uh, thanks, Matt. Yeah, thanks for having me, mate. Soon. It's been great. Yeah. Yep. Catch you in a bit, See you in a bit. <laughs> See ya. Thank you very much for listening to this week's podcast. It's greatly appreciated. And a big thank you to my good friend Sam for joining me this week and talking all things Leeds and England. We'll definitely get Sam back on the podcast sooner rather than later. Don't forget to check out Sunny G's Clubhouse podcast. And also don't forget to check out Finn Steele, who will be streaming over on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash the Finn Steel. I'm on Twitter at Added Football and I'm also on Instagram at Added Time Pod. Thank you for listening. I'll be back very soon with another episode of Added Time. Stay safe, stay well. See you next time.